Hey Movement, my name's Abby Meyer. I'm a worship resident here at Movement Church and I'm so excited to be here with you this morning just digging into the word together. See, we're going through this series in the book of 1 John and this week we're continuing on with chapter four. So go ahead, grab your Bibles. If you don't have your paper Bible with you, open up your phone, click on that Bible app as we turn to 1 John chapter four, verses seven through 11. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only Son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Would you pray with me? God, thank you for this opportunity to seek you together this morning. I pray that you would teach us more about yourself and you would teach us more about who you're calling us to be. We dedicate this time to you in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Have you ever met someone who just got straight to the point? Like you sit down to have a conversation and there's no time for small talk. There's no room for shooting the breeze. They just dive right in and give you the point of the conversation. Or maybe if you've had a conversation like that, they just keep bringing it back up again and again. Well, I had a situation kind of like that a few years ago. Some friends and I went to this place in Minnesota called the deepest place you can go in America. Now this was an old mine and it had some, some really cool things to see. We started with an elevator ride down almost two miles straight into the earth. And when we got down there, there was a working railroad where we actually got to, to ride in an underground train through the mine. But before we were allowed to go on this tour, we had to sit down for an introductory video. So we sat in our folding chairs and the lights dimmed and the projector flickered on. And this movie, which must have been from like the 80s, came on with a narrator that started it off by saying, Welcome to the Cadillac of Mines. Now this guy probably said this phrase five or 10 times throughout the rest of the, the introductory film. He'd say things like, safety's important here at the Cadillac of Mines, or we're so excited to have you with us at the Cadillac of Mines. And it got to the point where my friends and I had to cover our mouths because we had to stifle the laughter because this guy was so intent on us believing that if this mine were a car, that that car would be a Cadillac. But even though that's goofy, even though that's a goofy story, it worked, right? It's been years and I still remember the slogan for this place. See, through repetition and accentuation, they were able to solidify a single point in my mind that this was the Cadillac of mines. And I think we do the same thing too, am I right? For example, how many of us in our home churches are planners? Like we like a schedule, we wanna know where we're going, when we're going, what time, what to wear. 
How many of us, on the other hand, are a little more flexible? The spontaneous people, you know, you go with the flow? Well, something strange happens when God takes one of these people and one of these people, and then he puts them together and calls it marriage. <laughs> well, I know in my marriage, I am the planner. So that means that I already have a schedule for how our day is going to go. So sometimes when I make these plans, I come up to my, my husband the night before and I say, Hey, Matt, just so you know, tomorrow we have to leave at 8.15. He wakes up the next morning by me gently nudging him and saying, Hey, good morning. By the way, 8.15. Or he's eating breakfast and I'm like, Hey, babe, it's 8.14. Come on, we got one minute. And he's like, All right, okay, I get the point. Could anybody relate to this? that through repetition and accentuation, we solidify a single point in our partner's minds that we gotta leave at 8.15. See, that that we do is exactly what, what John is doing in this book as well. See, John has a point to make. He has something he's trying to say to us and he keeps coming back to it again and again. And we find this point actually back a little bit in the book of Mark. So go ahead and turn with me to Mark chapter 12, verses 30 through 31. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. So what's happening in this passage is that Jesus is is teaching and someone approaches him. And they ask him, Jesus, what is the greatest commandment? And his reply is love God and love people. This is the point. And we see that this is the point, not only in the book of 1 John, but actually in the entirety of Scripture, that from the beginning of Genesis to the end of Revelation, we see that the point is that God wants to have a love relationship with us, and he calls us to pour out that love on the people around us. You see, this is the point, to love God and to love people. So John builds on this for the entirety of 1 John, and you might have noticed this. You might have noticed that the last several weeks as we go through this series, our talks kind of sound a little bit like each other. And I want to tell you, it's not because we're running out of material. It's not by accident, but it's because as we study this book of 1 John, what we see is that whatever he talks about, he brings it back to this point, to love God and to love people, that through repetition and accentuation, he solidifies a single point in our minds to love God and to love people. But we've heard this before, right? A lot of us have have heard this before, especially if we've grown up in the church. Man, we've been to that Sunday school lesson. We've heard that sermon. We've read that devotional. Even for those of us that maybe didn't grow up in the church, it's pretty intuitive, right? Like God calls us to love him and he calls us to love the people around us. And yet here we are studying 1 John and he brings it up again. But you see the people that he was writing to, the home church network that he was writing to, they knew this too. They had heard this point as well. In fact, earlier in the book of 1 John, he says, this command I'm writing to you is not a new one. 
But even though they'd heard it before, John knew that they would need a reminder of what it really looked like to love God and love people. You see, because even if we've heard the point, even if we know the point, there are still so many times when we miss the point. When we go through our day and we say or think or do something completely not out of love and we miss the point, in all honesty, how many of us have already missed the point this morning? You see, we have these good intentions. I don't think any of us wake up and say, this morning, I'm going to hate God, or today, I'm going to hate my family. No, we have these good intentions. We want to be close to God. We want to be close to the people around us, and yet we find ourselves in situations where we feel distant. We find ourselves in these situations where even though we desire closeness, we still miss the point. And I think even now, in this season of life, it's been really easy for us to miss the point, hasn't it? Without our, our normal routines of when we go to church and where or what Bible studies we go to, with, with those taken away in this season, a lot of us have found ourselves in a place where though we want to be close, we feel like we're, we're distant. We feel like we're drifting. Or maybe in, in the aspect of loving people, we find ourselves in a place where we're more focused on developing the next political argument than we are on reaching out to the people around us and we've missed the point point. and it's frustrating isn't it see it's frustrating to want to be close but to feel far to want to reach out in love and just not quite make it it's frustrating to feel like you're missing the point But the good news is that God doesn't leave us here. See, God gives us this, this book. He gives us this as our compass, our map to point us back when we've started to miss the point. So today, as we dive into 1 John, we're going to be learning all about what it really looks like to love God and to love people. There are two ways specifically in this chapter that we're going to go through um, of ways that we have missed the point that God is calling us to, to step out in. And the first one, the first one is this. Go ahead, take out your journals. We're going to write this down. The first one is this, to focus out. Somebody say focus out. You see, an example of of focusing out is this pot, this plant right here. So this plant I got pretty recently, and I noticed that it had holes on the bottom here. And at first I didn't realize what they were for. But then eventually I learned that they have a very specific purpose, that these are actually drainage holes. You see, when we water this plant, we pour the water in the top and it goes through the soil and it comes out the bottom. It drains through the plant. And these are actually super important to the health of the plant because if it didn't have these holes, if it was in a pot with no drainage holes, the water would go in, but it would have nowhere to go out. So if you, if you poured a little too much, if you overwatered just a little bit, that water would sit there. 
And what would happen is that the, the roots of the plant, as they sit in the water, start to develop something called root rot. And root rot can actually kill the plant. And what we see is that, that this actually applies to us spiritually as well. That when we're focused in, when we, when we take away any focus on others and just focus in on ourselves, our situations, our emotions, our thoughts, when we're focused inward and not outward, we begin to develop a little bit of spiritual root rot. And anybody relate to that? That we spend time venting to our family and friends or stewing in our emotions, thinking it's going to make us feel better, when in reality we always feel a whole lot worse because our focus is inward and we start to have this this kind of swampy faith. But can I tell you this morning that God calls us to faith that flows like a river to focus out on the people around us. And see, John talks about this too. John talks about this in 1 John chapter 4, verses 20 through 21. Go ahead, turn there or tap there with me. You got it. He says, Whoever claims to love God and yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they've seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. You see, John takes this even a step further. Not only focusing, not only is focusing out important for our spiritual health, but it's also a command in scripture. That focusing out and choosing to love other people is not something that we just do when we feel like it but that it's a command that God calls us to, a way of life for us to live out consistently day by day. We are called to focus out. See, loving isn't optional. Focusing out as a Christian is not optional. And some of us this morning may have been noticing that we ourselves have been focused in the last several months and so there's one practical way that we're going to go, uh, go over this morning. One way that God encourages us to use to focus out. And it's this. To quiet down and listen up. Somebody say, quiet down, listen up. So, so many times it's easy to tell where our focus is by how our conversations go. See, when we sit down with someone, are we more concerned about what we're going to say or about listening to what they have to say. Or for husbands and wives, how many of us, when having a, a heated debate, <laughs> will begin to form an argument or comeback in our minds before our spouse has even finished their sentence, we have to learn to focus out. You see, God is calling us to quiet down and listen up to sit down with our friends and our families and our neighbors and ask them how they're doing and really listen, not being concerned with, with sharing how we've had it worse or trying to fix the problem, but to sit with people and see them and listen. You see, when, when we have situations in our lives where we're more, more focused on writing an angry comment on a political Facebook post than we are about reaching out to our neighbors and inviting them over for coffee, then we've missed the point. God is calling us to focus out. The second thing 
that we see in, in our passage this morning is that God is calling us to follow through. Can anybody say follow through? See, the, the, the true follow through that God desires is the difference between have to and want to. So we're going to go straight to scripture on this one. We are in 1 John chapter 5, verses 3 and 4. It says, in fact, this is love for God. If you're ever wondering what's love for God, read this, read this verse. This is love for God. To keep his commands, and his commands are not burdensome. For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. This is a hard one, isn't it? Because it doesn't always feel like that. Sometimes it can feel really difficult to take the steps that he's calling us to take. You know, for me, it's a personal example here. I'll wake up in the morning and look at my phone and I see that I have a Facebook notification. Anybody else? And I click on it and all of a sudden, as if it's magic, I look at my clock and an hour has passed. It's so easy to spend an hour on Facebook or an evening with our favorite TV show or our favorite game. And yet sometimes it can feel so hard just to spend 15 minutes in the Word. You know, there are times when, when it feels so easy to commit to going to a sports game or spending a weekend at the cabin, and yet it feels so difficult to commit to watching church twice a month. It feels hard sometimes. And so we have this tension because it feels difficult, right? It feels hard sometimes to do these things. And yet the word of God itself says that his commands are not burdensome. In fact, some translations say his commands are not difficult. They're not hard. And when we feel this tension battling within us, it's a sign that we've missed the point. You see, this tension and this pressure that we've created comes completely from us and not from Scripture. Because what John's writing in this passage this verse that John writes is not for the purpose of manufacturing obedience at any cost, but to foster a love within us out of which obedience flows naturally. I'm going to say that one more time. That this verse that John is writing to us is not for the purpose of manufacturing obedience at any cost, but to foster within us a love out of which obedience flows naturally. Because true follow-through is the difference between have to and want to. A few years back, I worked for a couple weeks um, as, a, as a cook at a summer camp. And I remember this one time... After we finished up, we all went out to the campfire and I sat down and, and I was feeling a little upset. It, it had been a hard day and I sat there and one of the other staff members came and, and sat next to me. And I remember him looking at me and asking me, Abby, how is your relationship with God? And before I continue in this story, I want to ask you this morning, just to quiet yourself and in your own mind answer, how is your relationship with God right now? And I thought about it for a second. 
and I started to give an answer that maybe some of us can relate to this morning. I said, well, you know, I have to read my Bible more. I really should pray more. I need to be better at worship. I have to do this. I have to be this. And I listed out all the things to this staff person, this friend of mine, all the things that I felt that I had to do in my relationship with God in order to be worthy. And he took a second and he listened. But then he encouraged me that true follow through is the difference between have to and want to. You see, he reminded me He reminded me that while man looks at actions, that God looks at the heart. And while man looks at the outside, that God looks at the inside. You see, God doesn't desire sacrifice without heart. He doesn't desire our checklist to be perfectly marked, but rather that we would be in relationship with him. And true follow through is the difference between have to and want to. And so my friend encouraged me that day as I am encouraging you this morning to shift my inner dialogue from have to to want to. That whenever a situation would come up and I would make excuses or or make these remarks saying, ugh, I have to read my Bible more, that I would shift to I want to read my Bible to learn more about God. I want to read about my Jesus instead of I have to worship I want to seek the face of God through worship. Instead of I have to pray, I want to connect with God. See, we shift from have to to want to in order to create that true follow through that God desires. So think about these things. Pray about these things. Talk about them with each other. Because there's always going to be the next episode of your favorite show. There's always going to be the next level in your game. So right now, make it a priority this week to spend some time thinking over these things. In fact, I have two questions for us as we close out this morning. Two questions for us to, to sit down and deeply pray over. And the first one is this. How have I been missing the point? How have I been missing the point? Maybe for you, what you're noticing is that you've spent so much time focusing on yourself over the last few months that God is calling you to take a new perspective, a new love by focusing out on the people around you. Maybe the way that you're missing the point is that you've made your relationship with God more about checklists and doing things than actually being close with him. How have I been missing the point? And the second question is this. How am I being called to love God and love people in this season? Maybe for you it means taking some time to quiet down and really listen to the people around you. To set aside time in your schedule to sit and be with them and hear how their heart is. Maybe for you, God is calling you to to spend some time in prayer and just ask him to increase your desire for relationship with him. To pray, God, would you help me to want you more? Would you help me shift from the have to to the want to? How are you being called to love God 
and love people in this season. You see, because the point is this. The point is, has always been this. To love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength and to love your neighbor as yourself. Will you pray with me? God, thank you for, for this opportunity to learn more about you and who you have called us to be. God, I pray that you would develop in us a deeper love for you, that we would be more focused on the want-tos than the have-tos, that we would seek you out for relationship and not rules. God, I pray that you would develop within us the love for the people around us, that we would see our neighbors for who they are and reach out, that we would quiet down and listen to the people around us. I pray that you would continue to develop us to be more like you and closer to you, that we would really get the point this morning. We love you, Jesus, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.